I'm Scott Rogers. This is the MDRT Podcast. Getting started in this business has never been easy. Finding clients, making sales, none of this usually comes very naturally. For every one person for whom it does, that rare producer who was able to qualify for MDRT their first year in the business, there are hundreds of others who take years, maybe even decades, to reach levels like that. There's something special about hearing another producer's story. How they got started, how long they struggled for, what their first big break was, when they finally knew this field was for them. This past August, we traveled to New York to meet up with some newer MDRT members. We asked them, how did you get started? On today's episode, their stories. Uh, my name is Jean Marie Kreicher, and I've been associated with this type of business for a long, long time. I used to work for the chairman of the stock exchange. And uh, then we had the 87 uh, downturn, and there were no, there was no additional hiring uh, or even rehiring of people and for about six years in compliance. So after I worked for the chairman, I moved to compliance. So uh, after 1987, you know, it was a matter of waiting six years or so to return. And when that happened, I decided not to return to compliance, that I would go on the other side of the desk, so to speak. And I interviewed at a number of firms and was hired, but the I had a chance while I was sitting there to watch things, and it looked too rough for me. And uh, a couple of the managing partners mentioned that. And then I interviewed for a financial advisor position with American Express, and I thought, wow, this is for me. And so that started uh, 17 years ago. Uh, my name is Vasilios uh, Danis. I uh, go by Bill. I came into this business uh, almost 21 years ago, uh, quite by accident. I started uh, in the Prudential system, and that's where I've, I've stayed in my whole career. Uh, I had a very long stint in management, and I, I've recently returned from the dark side and uh, back into the production. I will tell you that the business is completely different since 1993. Uh, nothing like what I started with. Uh, which is a good thing, very positive. So uh, the newer associates, at least for the last decade or so, are very aware, even in the interview process, about MDRT, we, or I, uh, and much of the management uh, team nationally, I would say, uh, we discuss it and we speak of it up front so that uh, people are aware of the organization and the standard that they should aspire to. Uh, again, by accident, I thought I'd be a, an attorney. I uh, applied, got into law schools uh, when I graduated uh, from college. And uh, what had happened was I had done a, a brief stint in a, a medical malpractice law firm. I was an intern for about eight months, and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> and so uh, here I am with a political science and English degree and not wanting to go in, into the legal profession. And so. This was a very, uh, you know, out of left field, and uh, I've loved it. During college, I worked for the IRS as a tax specialist for about two years, and I majored in finance and marketing. But in college, you never really know what you want to do. You just pick a major. So I never knew exactly what I wanted to do. So when I chose 
not to do continue with the IRS because of the scheduling, having to be there a certain time and clocking out and watching the I didn't like watching the clock. When people work from nine to five, they look at the clock all day, I believe. That's what I did. And I went on a lot of interviews. I thought a lot of people were gonna hire me because I had a good GPA. Um, I had a good job resume, but no one, want, not one single person wanted me, um, except Prudential. And when I came into Prudential, it's actually funny. When I came to Prudential, I didn't know that I had to sell anything. I thought I would just be in the office and people would call me. And you know, the first week I remember them saying, you need to find clients. And I said, who's gonna wanna buy anything from me? So that was my whole you know, situation and what I learned was I work better with strangers, you know, practicing with strangers than, than approaching my family and, and friends. So essentially, as my business grew, then I had my family and friends start, you know, purchasing stuff for me because it was always easier. Does everyone else think that? It's easier to deal with strangers than someone in your family. Because within your family, they feel that they're, they're entitled to some special privileges or so and so I've been there for about 10 years I have my own office for the past four they really didn't want me but you know for the past couple of years I've been like one of the top producers and I said look you didn't want me but apparently I'm doing an okay job so that's it so not everyone even they're the book smart and it doesn't mean that they're gonna be a hundred percent successful you know uh, just about really working hard I'm Emily Guy and I work for MetLife for almost 22 years and um, it was very interesting how I got this job. Actually when I came to America it was 24 years ago uh, I, I used to work for uh, one uh, computer school like administrative assistant but the people who were running the school they did something wrong so the school closed and I, I end up being an unemployed. One day, you know, it's like from God, <laughs> God, God job. I, I, I passed one very small store, I came, and I bought a newspaper, and was looking for the job, and I see the small advertisement that one very large firm is looking for the energetic, smart people who can communicate with the people, and this is the and this is the phone number. So I called the phone number and I got an interview. It happened to be MetLife. So, and I came and the lady who interviewed me, she was very excited about the job. She showed me all these pictures with the president of the company that she like working just three years. She already bought a house. She has Mercedes. So it was very exciting. And then she told me, okay, so let's take the, this. There is a test you have to take. And there are questions like how much money you want to make and this. And I was just new in America. For me, 50,000, it was like the top. And this is what I put, like 50,000, this and that. So then, in a few days, I'm calling, them, no, 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 your test wasn't good. They don't want to take you. Okay, so, and then, oh my God, but I want this job so much. So she called me in a few hours, oh, you know, the, our manager director, she wants to interview you. So I came to him, very nice guy, very smart guy. So he was talking, he was asking me the questions like, 
not about the just you know to see my personality and then he told me okay you just go and I'll make my decision by the time I came home I already got the the calls that he liked me and so I can go and here I am and you know um, this guy is not working anymore he he already retired and recently I saw him and he told me you know I'm so happy that I I interviewed you <laughs> Because actually I am successful. I did the leaders conference almost every year and one time president. And um, I like my job. I like mm -hmm. helping people. This is really, and I see the results. It's not only when you're delivering the promise, but this is the pension when people have, they, when they retire. This is like the investment. This is the educational plans, which I do a lot. And this is disability. I have a lot of, I, I'm selling a lot of disabilities. I already see people who are actually getting the benefits. And I know that I'm doing a good job. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, for the people.